Cannons, muskets, and repeating arms were not the only weapons that our founders had in mind when they penned the Second Amendment. In 1791 and to this day, knives have been an important tool used for self-defense, survival, and for other practical reasons. In today's episode, we're going to talk two-way victories related to our right to keep and bear knives. That's a knife. The state of Hawaii has recently been directed by the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals to lift their unconstitutional butterfly knife ban, and the city of Philadelphia just agreed to settle on a lawsuit that sought to end their ban on the possession and carrying of any bladed arms, knives, in public. There's a common denominator bringing the heat in most of these knife cases, and that is the pro-Second Amendment organization Knife Rights. 2A for Today spoke to Knife Rights Chairman and Executive Director Doug Ritter to research, get some background, and learn the current status of this modern day knife fight. And this week's 2A for Today Modern Militia Woman Spotlight is on a 75 year old superwoman living in Oakland, California. When two armed intruders entered her home at 2 a.m., they weren't prepared to face the 357 Magnum she had hidden in her nightstand. Go ahead, dudes. Make my day. It only took one strategic shot from her to scare away these intruders, but the miraculous part is that she managed to dodge the close to 20 shots fired from the intruders. The woman sustained zero injuries and is now being hailed a neighborhood hero. Welcome to 2A for Today. My name is Zoe Warren. On August 7th, a United States Court of Appeals overturned Hawaii's 30-year ban on butterfly knives. The Supreme Court's groundbreaking decision from New York State Rifle and Pistol Association, Inc. versus Bruin in June 2022 helped Judge Carlos Bay, who was joined by Judges Daniel Collins and Kenneth Lee, to make this decision. The Supreme Court's Bruin decision reinforced the standard that carrying a concealed firearm publicly is a constitutionally protected right and... According to the Courthouse News Service, the Ninth Circuit panel determined this week that this standard also applies to other types of arms, including butterfly knives, which are a type of folding pocket knife that have two handles and can be easily opened with one hand. The United States Court of Appeals for the Ninth Circuit upheld the notion that when the Second Amendment was written, bladed weapons existed. Therefore, the Constitution outright guarantees an individual the right to carry and possess a bladed weapon for self-defense. Or for any matter for that. Who cares why I'm carrying it? I got the right to keep and bear it. <laughs> this Ninth Circuit decision stems from the case Tita vs. Lopez, where two Hawaii residents sued Hawaii Attorney General Claire Connors and Staff Sheriff Division Administrator Al Cummings in 2019 on grounds that Hawaii's knife ban was unconstitutional and prevented them from owning and carrying these types of knives for self-defense. In 2020, U.S. District Judge Alan C. K. ruled in favor of the knife ban, using the Dangerous and Unusual Weapons Clause from the 2008 Supreme Court Heller decision. But that was before the Bruin decision. So, the defendants then appealed the case, and Knife Rights filed an amicus brief to support the appellants in the case. If you're curious about Knife Rights' mission, Chairman and Executive Director Doug Ritter refers to his organization as a sort of NRA, Second Amendment Foundation, and Firearms Policy Coalition, all rolled into one for the knife community. <laughs> 
On August 7th, 2023, U.S. Circuit Judge Carlos T. Bay overturned the butterfly knife ban, stating that not only did the Bruin decision invalidate Kay's argument based on Heller, but also made it clear that butterfly knives are in fact not any more dangerous than an ordinary pocket knife, according to the courthouse news service. The record does not support a conclusion that the butterfly knife has uniquely dangerous propensities. The butterfly knife is simply a pocket knife with an extra rotating handle, wrote Bay in his decision. It's important to keep in mind that this case is not yet final because though the Ninth Circuit panel declared Hawaii's butterfly knife ban unconstitutional, they have now remanded the case back to the district court for further proceedings consistent with this opinion, according to the Outdoor Wire. So it could get tricky. Because according to Ritter, the state of Hawaii or any judge on the Ninth Circuit panel could request an en banc or full court panel. In the case of the Ninth Circuit, because it's so huge, what it means is the chief judge and 10 other circuit court judges are selected at random. And they can do everything from totally rehear the case to simply review the documents in the case and then come up with their own opinion. Ritter adds that the en banc opinion could either support the Ninth Circuit panel's decision or reverse it. And it really depends on what judges are chosen to hear the case. One unique aspect of the Tito vs. Lopez case is that the Ninth Circuit panel found it unnecessary to conduct further examination on a factual and historical basis in light of the Bruin decision. And that's because the court stated that this case presented a straightforward legal question, and therefore further discovery wasn't necessary. Ritter says that this past habit of judges sending these Bruin-related cases for further discovery is just a delay tactic that anti-Second Amendment jurists use. Ritter goes on to say, there's a history of regulating the carry of knives, which is allowed under Bruin. Bruin basically says you have to allow carry, but it's your choice. It can be open carry or concealed carry, but you have to allow it in some matter. So when the court looked at all that stuff and said, basically, we don't have to worry about that because this is a straight law case. And that's how, honestly, all these Bruin cases should be decided. While Knife Rights' only involvement in the Tito vs. Lopez case was the amicus brief they submitted, the organization played an even bigger part in another recent victory for knife owners. On August 3rd, the Tactical Wire put out a press release announcing that the city of Philadelphia, Philadelphia, agreed to settle the federal lawsuit Knife Rights Inc. vs. Outlaw, which was intended to dissolve Philadelphia's unconstitutional laws that banned the possession and carry of any bladed arms, knives, in public. Knife Rights then accepted Philadelphia's offer of judgment. Following this victory, Knife Rights' attorney, John Dillon, made the following statement. It is refreshing when the government, even local government, acknowledges reality and admits they cannot prohibit arms in common use. We will continue our efforts to ensure that these cities and states throughout the United States come to the same conclusion. Our rights are not up for debate. Knife Rights has been around since 2013. Ritter says that the organization has been the second front in defense of the Second Amendment, enacting 44 bills repealing knife bans. This has resulted in changes in knife laws in 28 states and over 150 cities and towns. The Tactical Wire reported that in 2014, Knife Rights published a list of the 10 worst anti-knife cities in America, and at the time, the number one was New York City. But as Ritter explained to us, Knife Rights changed this in 2019. We're the ones that stood up to New York City for their abuse of the state's gravity knife ban, which ended up in nine and a half years of litigation. They had prosecuted over 70,000 individuals for carrying common pocket knives, claiming that they were illegal gravity knives. After some lengthy litigation and two veto bills, then-Governor Andrew Cuomo signed Knife Rights' third bill, ending this unconstitutional policy. Outdoor Wire reported that some of Knife Rights' other recent battles currently in litigation include its lawsuits against the state of California's ban on switchblades and the Federal Switchblade Act. 
When we asked Ritter how he's feeling about Knife Rights recent victories, he said, we're on a bit of a high this week because of Philadelphia and Hawaii. I certainly would not want a constitutional convention. I mean, whoa. Who knows what would come out of that? It isn't the Constitution that's the problem. It is the people who ignore the Constitution. What we need are just more people that would read the one we have. It's up to us to hold our elected officials accountable. Who understand the Constitution and are willing to take a stand when necessary. And now, our brave, unshakable, 75-year-old 2A for today, Modern Militia Mima of the Week, referred to by her daughter as Superwoman. At 2 a.m., two armed intruders kicked down her door and wasted no time barging into her bedroom and pointing a gun in her face. This woman's quick thinking and calm demeanor under pressure allowed her to pull her 357 Magnum quietly and hide it under the covers until she pulled it out at the perfect moment to fire a single shot. What did I tell you fellas about shooting? In small, 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 small. small, small, small. Talk about efficiency. <laughs> she could teach a lot of folks how to use firearms judiciously. However, the intruders fired back somewhere between 17 and 20 shots. Somehow, the woman was able to dodge the bullets and avoid injuries. Law enforcement was amazed by this woman's courageous, rational, and brilliant defense strategy. They said that there were gunshots all over her walls. The robbers did take some valuables from her, but a councilwoman in the town who's close to the victim is stepping up police patrols in the area. Not only did this elderly woman save her own life, her daughter and other neighbors believe her actions have sent a message to criminals. Clearly, this 75-year-old would-have-been victim was underestimated by her perpetrators, but hopefully they'll now know better than to underestimate their armed, prepared, and obviously prayerful neighbors. Lord, make me fast and accurate. That concludes our program. You've been watching 2A for today. My name is Zoe. Post your comments or questions and we'll try to address as many as we can as fast as we can in the coming weeks and months. Thank you for watching 2A for today. Yeah.